everybody, and welcome to Laughing Liberally Milwaukee, the podcast. Brought to you by the Shepherd Express, I'm your host, Matthew Filipovich. Every episode, I'm going to bring on one of the regular comedians from Laughing Liberally Milwaukee, which, when we're not in a horrible, awful global pandemic, is a monthly live progressive political stand-up comedy show. We're going to discuss and joke about a news story, and then we'll talk a bit about comedy. I'm so excited that our guest this week is the extremely, extremely fun. Dion Green. Dion, thank you so much for being on the show. Hey, man. Thanks for having me on the show. I'm super excited. All right. So, Dion, buddy, communities across the country, including Madison, Wisconsin, and La Crosse, Wisconsin, are seeing giant spikes in COVID-19, which are directly tied to the reopening of colleges and universities. You could say that nobody saw this coming, except... (laughs) Every epidemiologist, you know, everyone <laughs> who's been slightly following this pandemic that's been going on for six friggin' months, every person who's met an 18-year-old saw this coming. <laughs> Other than all of those people, which is pretty much everybody, nobody saw it coming. Uh, Dion, what's your take on this? Uh, you're right. Uh, as, as a guy who, uh, you know, DJed karaoke at a college bar for two years, <laughs> I was blindsided because, you know, college kids, when they're drunk, they're usually just so mature and they care about others. <laughs> That's one thing I took away from that job is how much life they care about besides themselves. <laughs> but, but, but seriously, man, it's one of those things where, like you said, it's it's not surprising because, quite frankly, uh, I don't think I've ever met a 21-year-old who has a self-preservation built into him. I don't think you're made like that. And I, I'm only 32. I'm not even that far away from them but there's no way in hell i was raised by a black christian pastor woman right if she would have heard i went outside during covid she would have strangled me she still wants to <laughs> like it's all these guys named connors who dads told them they should be president just because they exist who are just like fuck it man but also to give them credit i've been 21 the horniness level i would have to sustain as a 21 year old to just stay in my house for eight months i would have exploded from juices not the good juices either <laughs> Well, it's funny though. It's like so. I mean, I I don't want to even like say like I, I like a lot of like dissing like college students because like it really is like it's the adults who are making these decisions, right? It's not like it's exactly. not like the college students are like, oh yeah, let's do this. And also, I think I think the main thing to actually kind of focus on too is the fact that like, all right, really, we should be blaming honestly capitalism on this stuff, right? Because it's like these universities feel they need to make all this money to survive. Mm-hmm. Really, the there's no like good answer to COVID, right? There's nothing that's the- like a, there's no magic wand. The only real answer would have been like, you know what? The government pays everybody to stay home and until we get exactly. the vaccine, and like that would have been like the the safest thing and the most moral thing to do but of course we can't do that because we know how uh you know politicians you know work what here, capitalism right? is to me uh capitalism you ever see those like old like black exploitation films and like they're fighting all these baddies and at the end of every movie it's some white guy in a suit behind a desk and he does the slow turnaround that's capitalism every problem we have you just go into that final office and you're like it was you professor capitalism he's like of course it was pay me money that's what it is every time man and like when i really look at these politicians like i'm naive i'm a positive guy i thought at the end of the day when it got bad enough they would care about the people they're supposed to take care of that was me i'm still stupid it's not just 21 year olds look at me having hope like a like a rube you know what i mean <laughs> and uh, i would have to say if there was one thing that i would like is if they're if we're speaking of magic wands if i could just make them be honest for one day mm-hmm. i think 
that would even if it's not going to get anything done just stop lying to me you guys you're in recess and then you're out of recess for about four hours and then you're back in recess and you said we couldn't come to an agreement you know we tried the least that we could do and nothing got done i'm surprised <laughs> <laughs> well what's even worse i i saw this quote from uh the head of uw madison the chancellor rebecca blank and this is mm. a quote from her uh so I think none of us expected quite the magnitude of the rise we saw at the beginning of the week. And then the next part of the quote is, the amount of the rise was steeper and faster than we expected. All right, I'm sorry. What the hell? What the hell? I mean, like, we ex- oh, look, we expected people to get sick and die. We just didn't think this many, this fast. I you mean, know it's like. What? It's Wisconsin exceptionalism. Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> I, was, I just read death. something <laughs> forward into the abyss. Like, literally, uh, Wisconsin, everyone always sleeps on our state, right? They say we only got cheese. That's not true. Because seven out of the top 20 metropolitan areas with a rise are Wisconsin. Who says we're not great? Make Wisconsin great again. We did it, guys. We crushed it. <laughs> Man, and like, I guess so also the thing to think about too is just like so this is happening like obviously Wisconsin over the last uh, week we're having like record numbers here right which is mostly tied to these colleges Mm -hmm. but also like people like people who thinking this is a good idea like so UW-Madison I think has around 40,000-ish students that's a lot of students but Dane County has around like 500,000 it's not and again it's like the people's ability to not look in front of their own faces it's not just the college students it's not just the professors which we should care about it's the entire community it's the people who work at at the grocery stores and Mm -hmm. it it, it affects so many people and they're just so blind to this and people again kind of the Americans are just uniquely unable to handle this type of problem because for the most part we can't look past ourselves (laughs) That is so true. Like, and look, uh, uh, I, as a, as a black guy, this country, I will always have a love hate relationship with it. Uh, I do think there's really cool things here that, uh, I don't know if we could really have a podcast, like network or world, like we do in other countries. Right. Uh, but the things that make us great also are so frustrating because you're right. Uh, no one ever thinks that what they do will affect anyone else. And if it does, who cares? Like when you look at the, the essential workers, right, we call them essential, which is that if America, our biggest export is uh, like Hollywood, right? It's like the show, it's the smoke and mirrors. We call them essential workers and give them a pat on the back and just send them on their way. If we consider someone essential, shouldn't they have some benefit to it? But nah, you yeah. know what? Here's a gold star. Go die with respectability. You got it, champ. Yeah, it's so yeah. ridiculous. Or at least a living wage, right? If they're if they're essential, oh, supposedly. Down. You sounded like a commie over there, sir. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Dion, another aspect of the podcast is actually the discussion of the art of comedy. Dion, what might listeners be surprised to hear about doing stand-up comedy? Um, I think the one thing that uh, they might be surprised about is uh, the camaraderie and also like... Um, why you do it. I, I'll be honest. I tell every new comic, if you are not obsessed with this, you should quit now because it is the dumbest thing to ever give your blood, sweat, <laughs> and tears to. But on the opposite side of that, uh, this is going to get me in trouble, but it's I, I, we, it's like a like you're in the, a military branch almost because you know mm-hmm. you're going out there and you're going to be the only one on that stage and maybe you die a horrible death, but when you come back off, some guy you just met is going to offer you a cigarette and you can both talk about how the crowd didn't get it, even though it's not their fault you're not funny. <laughs> I think that's what keeps us going man like through all those times when i've like been on the road and you're like oh i am in wilton wisconsin it's just the population is a hundred percent me as the black guy and <laughs> you know you're trying to connect with people and then a comic you just met he'll be like let's just have a drink and you always have these stories and i think it's like the best form of storytelling we have now like rap can be up there but most modern rap just sounds like fucking mad lids pardon my french <laughs> 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 but I, I think that's what it is that's the 
while, man, because it like, I'm, dude, you've been a comedian far longer than I. So I'm sure you would agree in some sense that without the guys who they didn't necessarily start with you, but they get your comedy because comedy is so intimate to me. Like yeah. when, a, when a comic can get why you think you're funny, I think that's the best compliment they can give you. When they tell you the reason you said a certain word and they and people don't realize when you're saying words on stage, you was obsessed about those words. Like how you say this, the inflection. And when a comic's like, oh, I like how you did it there to pull them in. And it's like, oh, you get me. I think that's why comics sleep with each other so much. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> or no one else will, right? I think it's a little column A and column B. <laughs> how has uh, COVID uh, treated you doing comedy? Have you done gigs in, in COVID? Um, there's, there's been like a couple of like online shows, but honestly, I've just been spending more time like doing like either streams, like I do this D&D stream or just anything, but being in front of a camera doing stand up, it just feels weird to me. Like there's been a couple of like outdoor open mics. I've went to like one, but at this point, I feel like every comedian had to have a hard reset to see if they still love it for the reasons they think they do. Because you can also get caught up in the life of it. You know, you can get caught up in being this thing or people thinking you're this level of funny and it can go to your head. But for me, I got back to the fact that I started making jokes because I was just an ADD kid and I needed <laughs> to entertain myself. And I think I fell in love with comedy again. Dion Green, thanks so much for what you're doing. Thanks for being on the show. Man, thank you. And this is a great show, bro. All right, everybody, I want to thank you so much for listening to Episode 7 of Laughing Liberally Milwaukee. We have new episodes with a new comedian on the first and third Wednesday of every month. Please subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can find out more at laughingliberallymke.com. Until next time, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and we'll see you at the next Laughing Liberally Milwaukee.